welcome everyone who is watching to the uh it's funny i say that a lot but i'm usually talking about somebody different um it's true. welcome to a soft relaunch of the engaged family gaming podcast my name is steven dutzman i am your host and will continue to be your host as always barring a meteor strike uh joined joining me today is one of my very best friends in the whole wide world, Linda Robel, the managing editor of Board Games. Linda, how are you? I'm good. I am back to school teacher tired, though. <laughs> we are on day three, but is, everything is fantastic. Great. And also joining us, and this is a special treat, but one that will repeat itself moving forward, is, because now he does not work nights, um, is... The man behind the curtain. Longtime fans will have maybe heard his voice. You might have, uh, you know, he, he's been the man making this show happen for years. Years. But yeah. now he is joining the cast because, you know, he doesn't work nights anymore. So now, he, so the first thing he did, everybody, is he said, hey, I don't work nights. So, like, if you need anything. And I was like, well, I call dibs on every other Tuesday night. Dibs. And he's like, well, I don't know. I should probably like check with like, and I was like, nope, dibs. And here he is. So um, we got, we're doing some new segments. We got, so we're, we're kind of, we're not resetting the number. This is still two episode 287. I thought about taking it back to one, but cooler heads prevailed and told me that I don't need to go crazy. Uh, we can just like, we don't have to re like renumber everything. I can just do different segments um, and no one would mind. Uh, we're probably going to get some new theme music in the next couple of weeks. We're, we're, just, we're just doing some crazy stuff. Um, Amanda normally joins us, um, and she will continue to join us. She is preparing to travel for, um, you know, she's actually heading to Canada again um, to do some stuff for, uh, for her day job. So as a result, she's not going to be here this week, which I suspect she will be back here soon. Um, and then we'll have all four of us. You'll notice, like, we got the starry background, and there's, like, this big square. There is definitely room for two people on this bottom here, so I'm very excited about that. Um, so, um, let's, let's just get into it, because, um, I have done a whole lot of yakking. Um, and so let's just get right into it. Um, games of the week. So, um, rather than going around the horn, that was an old segment. We're going to do something new. We're just going to do the games of the week. And I'm going to start with Splatoon 3, which comes out this Friday, September 9th. Um, they had a global test fire this past weekend and many much matches of Splatoon 3 were played in our house. Um, Tomlinson, did you play it at all or were you busy? Um, I didn't realize the test fire was this weekend, so I was busy. Um, but I, I played the first test fire in the old game. So like I, I've played a couple matches. It's a fun, yeah, I mean, fun game. And from what I've seen in the coverage from like IGN, it looks like it's going to be fun. Oh yeah, absolutely. Linda did. Uh, I know you guys were up at camp, but have you your were, boys, yeah, we... have your boys been paying attention to Splatoon three? Cause I know they like Splatoon. They do. They have not been paying attention. They have been more focused in other things so they did not uh, do they, participate in that. Do they know it's coming? Do they know that it's out this Friday? No. No. Oh, no. are we going <laughs> to keep that a secret? Do we not want to get loud about it? Well, you have headphones on, but so they can't hear it. I have headphones on. You guys can get as loud as you want about it. That's mm-hmm. fine. Um, so, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm saying that in my quiet voice because they've already purchased some other games recently. So whether, they're on cooldown right now. All right, they're in cool now. Um, okay, right. so let me uh, do some info dumping. Let's let's. This is my info dumping. It's my love language. So let's. Just, <laughs> it, and we knew that because I'm a podcaster. So here's how we're doing this. Um, Splatoon three. It is at first glance, it is more Splatoon. Right at the end of the day, if you really love Splatoon one, which EFG, I mean, it was our EFG game of the year. The year it came out. My wife spent hours playing that. Yeah, I was about to say, I remember Jenna on, like, every podcast going, like, so I stole the, uh, I stole Splatoon while the kids were at school, so. Yep, absolutely. I mean, I've even played it. What does that say? I've even played it. (laughs) 
I mean, that says a lot. <laughs> and so if you liked those first two games, and we got Mega Mom in the chat saying that they're hyped for it there, which, and I, I think I remember her saying that. Also, uh, Season of the Sea Witch, welcome to the Engage Family Gaming Podcast. Um, so the, uh, all right, so at the end of the day, if you like the first two, you're probably going to like this one unless you're kind of burnt out for whatever reason, right? So at the end of the day, that, that's what it is. It is more Splatoon. There are some quiet differences that I think actually are going to be pretty loud when they come out. The big one is they added a couple of weapons. Specifically, they added a bow and arrow, which is, again, you're shooting ink. These are weapons that shoot ink. So um, so they're not, tr- it's not like you're, you're not, you know, Rambo all of a sudden. That would be very weird. Um, you're not so destroying, you're just defeating. You're just defeating. And really, you're mainly, in a lot of the modes, you're really just trying to cover and give yourself traversal but mm-hmm. um so there's a bone arrow but also there is the new splatana which is a um it's a windshield wiper more or less that is not great at coverage but at the end of the day it's a buffer weapon and you just whack dudes with it um and that's where it really gets a lot of its kind of where it gets a lot of its power um so two new weapon types, which is awesome. I honestly didn't know at the end of Splatoon 2 where they were going to find the design space to make more weapons. And then here we are, a bow and arrow and a sword. Sure, let's do it. Um, they remixed the sub-weapons and the ultimate we- ultimates for all the previous weapons. So if you were stuck with a gun and you really liked it because it had the splashdown power or whatever, you're going to have to relearn. The meta is going to reshape a bit online because people are going to get used to their guns and the different combinations, etc. which I think is great. We don't want anything to get stale. Um, so that is cool. I think quietly the biggest difference between Splatoon 2 and Splatoon 3 is in Splatoon, in Splatoon and 1 and 2, you could not group up with friends and queue. You could queue solo, right. Right. and that was it. Now... They have Phil matchmaking, which is just like what Fortnite does. Fortnite is a four-man squad. You can team up with one or two of your friends and just let it fill with a rando, which is, you know, on the one hand, you're playing with a rando, and, you know, there's varying levels of success or interest in that. However, um, it means that two people, you know, my two sons are going to be buying, we're we're getting two copies of the game. They're going to be playing it in different parts of the house. They can play together and allow two randos to play, or they can link up with another friend and just get a fourth person to go. Or they could get a group of four people and actually queue as a group of four people, which is something you couldn't do before unless you were, like, in a league. So That's um, really cool. that change by itself is really big. Um, other than that, there's new story stuff. You can be an Octoling from day one, whereas before you had to unlock it through DLC. There's more single, you know, whatever. Like, there's lots of just more stuff to do. Um, the new cities is kind of neat. But at the end of the day, um, the fact that you can group up with your friends and just play, kind of like you do in in Fortnite or in Apex or in any of these other group games, um, it puts it on a level, you know, if the kids are like, hey, I want to play Warzone with my friends, you can be like, well, rather than play Warzone, why don't you play this and throw right. some ink around. Um new maps the other thing is Splatfests, which were every month or every other month and there were always two things now there are three so they have three-way Splatfest. this most recent one was rock paper and scissors just to show us what they could do what they can do um, right and they also have three-way fights where they put a team from each of the three groups uh, and and you're fighting everybody um, and there was some mixed feedback from players about it, but it's not a regular game mode. It's just during Splatfest, so it's a every once in a while thing. Um, this is going to be one of the biggest releases of the year. There's no question about it, at least for us. Um, my oldest has reminded me, and my middle son has reminded me three or four times today that Splatoon 3 is coming out on Friday and making sure that we have a plan when are we going to go physically buy it, etc. If, if you can see in the blurred out camera behind me, that was my oldest coming in to just make sure that he heard me say, yes, we're going to get, we're going to make sure we have the two copies of Splatoon so they can play this weekend because they are very excited. It sounds like a lot of fun. I think that's something we'll be jumping on board when the uh, cool down period for game purchases has expired in this house. Yeah, I totally get it. I get it. 
<laughs> um, and uh, Mega Mom saying they pre-ordered it, so they're hoping it'll arrive on time. I mean, you guys have pretty okay luck from what I remember from Best Buy, and I think that's where you guys were at it. So hopefully, uh, fingers crossed, you guys will get to play it. Um, you know, if you pre-order it from Amazon, I can all but tell you it won't. But I'm pretty sure you guys do Best Buy, if I remember correctly. And Best Buy, it's hit or miss, right? Um, yeah, it, rarely more than a day late. I think that's that's really what happens, right? You know, and that's just the way Nintendo is. Um, so that's Splatoon 3. It's coming out this Friday, September 9th. Um, yeah, it's a big deal. Let's let's go. That's the video game of the week. I want to talk about the board game of the week. And this is not okay. a uh, this is not a brand new game. This is an older no. game. But you spent the summer. You actually did a TikTok <laughs> challenge for yourself. I did. Thomas, I don't know if you saw any of this. But she did a TikTok challenge for herself. Linda, first off, tell everybody about your TikTok challenge. Okay. So I had this great idea right at the beginning of summer vacation. Hey, I've got a bunch of games on my shelf that I've never personally played. Most of them the family's never played. So I'm like, well, let me see how many I actually have and see how many we can play over the summer. 36 games were on my shelf. I had 36 unplayed games sitting on my shelf. So I did a whole, like, here's my challenge. Here's all the stuff I've got. I got through 17 of that pile. Plus, there were three games I got to play that weren't in the to-be-played pile, but one of them you gave me, Chonky Donkey, because Game Right sent that to us, so of course mm-hmm. I played it. And then I had um, two other games that it was one of those, somebody wanted to play it. It's like, of course I'm going to play a game with you, even though it was not on my list. So I played 20 games this summer, brand new to me. And uh, so one of them was Silver and Gold. And so this is from Pandasaurus Games. It did come out in 2019. And what this is, this is a flippin' right. It's sort of a Treasure Island theme. So players get a field of these little treasure cards. I don't know if you can see them too well. But they are basically just squares in a pattern. Uh, Some of the spaces have different items on it. There's X's, there's coins, there's palm trees, which mean different things. And during a round, it's played over three, three rounds. Um, I'm sorry, four rounds. It's played over four rounds, and there are polyomino cards, Tetris cards, basically. So the cards, there's eight of them, and they're basically Tetris shapes. Okay. And there's each, there's two that are the same, and then the rest of them are unique. They're all those basic Tetris shapes, the polyominoes, and so you have to cross out that shape. You can 90, turn it 90 degrees, mirror image it, or you mark off just one square. And so you're just trying to fill up as many of these treasure cards and you get points for them. And there's other ways to score additional points. Um, they gave a very easy to fill out scorecard and it's, it's all dry erase. It even comes with dry erase markers. So, wow, okay. yeah, really. And this was something I think I picked up on Amazon on sale for like maybe 10, $15 mm-hmm. um, being not new. Of course, it's easier to find on sale. But it's one of those, it took us maybe five minutes to figure out how to play, and it plays in 15, 20 minutes. So nice, quick, easy, light game. This is one we were on vacation at the beach house in Delaware that we rented, and this was after the beach that evening. Uh, John and I, my John, not Tomlinson John, um, played um, in the evening just as we were kind of decompressing from the day. So it was a perfect fit for that light just, you know, we don't have a lot of bandwidth for learning something heavy. And this was uh, just a lot of fun. I think we're going to play this a lot. And it's just a little box. I actually started putting an elastic on it. I got the silicone elastics because it, the box pops open easily. So that's something I figured awesome. out for transportation. Yeah, no, I bought a whole pack of those. Those are like the perfect thing for traveling. Those boxes that don't quite stay closed, those silicone um, elastic bands have been great. I- I feel like um, a listicle of like storage upgrades and other stuff like that is in our future because you and I have both found some interesting stuff. Um, so that's silver and gold. Um, I am very interested to play this because we do, uh, you know, and I know my wife is interested to play it too. She does love her some pirate stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I know you were talking about Tetris shapes. I mean, I, I, I can't help but want to plug our definition of uh, polyomino. Um, mm-hmm. from the EFG glossary because that's uh, that's what we call Tetris shapes, everybody. Um, they're in fact polyominoes. Um, so, um, that's the board game of the week. Tomlinson, have you ever have you ever even seen this one on the shelf? Silver and gold. 
isn't it so wild, right? Like, back when we were all kids, there were, like, five board games. And now, right, like... That's ridiculous. There's like, one right there. This is a very exclusive Aspidae. Oh, man. 90 years of playing oh, Lego. This oh, thing's worth money, like, you wouldn't believe, like... Yeah, well, I'm just... This is not for stuff. sale. Yeah, I mean... If you could get, could you get me one? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, I um, wish I could. I mean, I know. Me too. I'm not lying. So, um, it's so wild the idea that back when we were kids, you absolutely knew every board game. You just knew, maybe not all of them, but you knew the right. You knew the big like ones. Five. Yeah. There were like five or six, and now there's a whole industry making board games. It's kind of like the whole video game thing, right? Like when Linda was a kid, she knew Super Mario Brothers. I mean, you, you couldn't not. But now there's companies making some obscure shenanigans that she has never heard of, except for uh, the fact that <laughs> because, of- um, because of me, uh, basically. <laughs> um, speaking of games that I don't think Linda has ever heard of, uh, or that she definitely would not have heard of if it were not for Engage Family Gaming. Um, Honorable mention. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna have like a video game of the week, a board game of the week, and then we're also gonna toss out some honorable mentions. There's two that are on the list this time, and we can talk about some other ones too if we need to. Um, there are two games that were previously in early access that are getting their 1.0 releases this week, which I actually think is really cool. Now, what a 1.0 release is, more or less, is it means that a game that was in early access, meaning it was kind of like a beta, they were still releasing more content, but they were allowing people to buy it in an early state. Now it is finally done. Right? Um, and those two games are Temtem and Ooblets, which, no, I am not stuttering or making words up. Those are, in fact, names of games. Temtem is an online MMORPG-style game that is very, very, very legally distinct from Pokemon. You collect ah. a team of monsters, you fight other people, but the difference is it's an MMO-type environment where there's lots of players in the same place, etc. This one has been on my radar for a while, but I wanted to. I try to avoid early access games whenever possible, um, just because I like to f- play finished products, and I don't want to burn out on a game before they put out all the content. Um, Ooblets <laughs> is another... This is a... Another game where you are raising monsters from plants. You're raising ooblets. We saw this at E3, uh, one of the years that we went. Um, Okay, that's why it sounds vaguely familiar. You're growing monsters in a garden, and then you collect them and go around a town and you have battles. But the battles are dance battles. Oh my goodness. So ooblets is a super wholesome video game. Um, and it is often described as that. This is one of those games that absolutely was all over the Wholesome Games Directs. And um, they're both getting 1.0 releases. So if you had your eye on either of these games, because maybe you saw them, you know, if you're a Pokemon fan, Temtem was definitely on your radar as something that was comparable, like a, a, a filler, right? Like, it's Pokemon, but not Pokemon. You need something to scratch that itch until November when Scarlet and Violet come out. You got that. And Ooblet's... I mean, Amanda, if if Amanda were here, I wouldn't get a word in edgewise because she would be too busy yeah. shrieking about it. I, I think both of them. I, I've definitely heard her scream about Temtem and Ooblets I mean, uh, over on her podcast as well. So. I have her on my phone right here. Uh, she's texted us. She sends everyone her best. But also, like, if I just said Ooblets thoughts, it would just be, ah. It would just be, that's all I would get. So, um, (laughs) no coherent thought. So, those are our honorable mentions for the week. Uh, Season of the Sea Witch in the chat saying, that game looks so cute. Um, Yeah, facts. Ooblitz is adorable. Um, And Temtem, while it's not adorable, I think it's kind of cool. That's what really the thing about Temtem is. It just feels kind of cool. It feels like a mod of an old Pokemon ROM, right? Like, where it's just making things a little different, and that, I, I, I dig it. And so far, the Pokemon company hasn't tried to nuke them from orbit. Let's, um, let's hope that they uh, keep that going. Um, next. This is something I definitely want to hear from you guys on. Um, All right. The big news, the big topic, sometimes this, this segment is going to grow and shrink, but there's really one topic. Tomlinson, what do you think about 
them adding a family plan to Xbox Game Pass. And it's not just a family plan. It is a friends and family plan. Like, they don't care if you're related. Yeah. Um, what do you I, think about? So I'm going to preload this with Xbox can do no wrong when it comes to Game Pass. Every single thing they do is a bang. PlayStation is doing some, not questionable, but like just not something I would have thought of. But like when it comes from Xbox, no question. You can take all my money. Since, since Game Pass came out, like, honestly, and I'm not an Xbox fanboy. I'm a I'm a Sony fanboy. And, like, the way they, they load everything, they tell you when stuff's going to be pulled. They tell you when stuff's coming. I was able to preload, like, three games that come out this winter, like, today. So, yeah, yeah it's just, like, with Sony, they're like, oh, we're going to do a classics thing, but make it the top tier. And then, like, the demos are the top tier. And then, like, everything on the bottom is just, like, you get two games. And then, like, I had to pay extra to play Stray. Like, it didn't make sense to me. <laughs> like, I, I love that everything's one level, period. Yep. Um, and the fact that it's only an extra, like, $10, hands down, take my money. <laughs> yeah, so the details here, and Linda, I want to hear your thoughts on this too. Um, Absolutely. The details here, more or less, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate uh, was $15 a month. There's, okay. you can buy it later, but at the end of the day, it's $15 a month. Um, and it gives you a suite of benefits. But the biggest one are um, you get uh, included access. I hesitate to call it free because it's, you know, you're paying 15 bucks a month. Right. But included as part of that subscription is access to all of the first party games day one um and then uh and then also a large collection of more than 100 other games from third parties be they uh independent titles or electronic arts games like for example game pass subscribers got mad on day one wow that's um, for for fifteen dollars a month. For fifteen dollars a month, and now the friends and That's family, really the friends and mm-hmm. family package, is an extra ten dollars, which is nothing to laugh. Okay, at. so twenty five, so twenty five, so twenty five a month. Still and not that, crazy. Which is not the worst in the world, right? No. But what you can do is you can add up to four additional friends or family as long as they are in the same country. The country is how it's locked. So. I don't know. I mean, so I guess I can't have Andy Robertson from the UK on my on my uh, family plan, but I could, you know, if I had, you know, I could get in there with four other people, and we can all share the benefits. And it's twenty five bucks a month. Um, and I have said it before. Uh, Amanda has said it before. We talk about it all the time. Xbox Game Pass is the best value in gaming, um, and this is not everybody's going to need this option. Right. Not everybody wants to get tied up with other people, not ever, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, But there's nothing bad. There's nothing bad about this. This is all upside because there are some groups of friends or family. um, You know, my brother doesn't have an Xbox, but if he did, my brother and I would 100 percent be splitting a Game Pass friends and family subscription. Well, you could add him and he could just play the PC. I I mean, you're right. That's the great he, thing about it. He doesn't like change. Game Pass Ultimate. You're 100% right. <laughs> yeah. You're 100% right. He don't like change. You know what? When Linda comes out with a crazy gaming PC, maybe maybe we'll there you go. Maybe we'll do an EFG account. And um, you know that which is that's the thing, right? Like we they don't it, it's mm-hmm. friends and family. So, um, for the folks listening, um, this is something to consider. We're going to be updating our Xbox Game Pass we have a parent's guide to Xbox Game Pass. That is going to be updated soon. At the very latest, it'll be updated in the beginning of October when we have our next content sprint. But um, if you are and if you own an Xbox or are deciding between an Xbox and a PlayStation, it is hard to you can't talk about Xbox without talking about Xbox Game Pass and the value that it brings. I can say with certainty, uh, we have not bought 
a physical Xbox game that wasn't like deeply discounted or in a bargain bin in years. Like there was the only, the only exceptions um, there was without extenuating circumstances. Like I had a gift card and that was the only game I wanted or something crazy. It's just, I, I get stuff on game pass and the other thing and Linda and, and John, you guys are kind of, Linda, maybe not recommend remembering this, but she rented movies back in the day, right? Like this is, this is what every Friday my family would go to, um, whatever local video store was, and we would rent a video game on Friday and we'd play it for the weekend. And my parents would return it on Monday morning or whatever. This is that same feeling. Like anytime I'm just like, yeah, I just want to try something that I don't give a damn about. Right. And I just want to play a game for a couple of hours and not care because I didn't pay money for it. I don't have to cover it. Being able to just sit down and download some stuff on Xbox Game Pass and then just delete it a little bit later, it really does feel hey, like don't forget, You're using that D word, download. Don't forget, this comes with free stream. I mean, there and are games also, that you can stream. Yep, you're right. You can play. It does. And come they're with also it. coming coming out with a dongle that will just plug into the side of your TV this Christmas, and every, like hands right. down, like that's. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like when that new hardware comes out, and all you do is buy a controller and a dongle, and you have good Wi-Fi, they're 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 just gonna own the streaming. Like, I mean, you're not wrong, John. You're not. That's wrong. fascinating. So yeah. we, in theory, because we don't own an Xbox, actually. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Let me, let me let me rephrase that. We own such an old version of the Xbox that it's irrelevant. But <laughs> um, but we do not own a current version. So at this point, that's not, it's not pertinent for our household. I mean, it's fascinating to hear this. I think this is such a great plan for people that have Xbox, want those properties. And like you said, Steve, that whole, the idea of that rental where you're not committing to a $60 game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's huge. Absolutely. You know, yeah, I, have those- a friend that, I have a friend that has a 360. And I was just like, wait, wait until the end of the year. They're going to come out with that little dongle used by a controller and a dongle. It's probably got to be like 50, 75 bucks. Honestly, there are certain Samsung televisions that are going to have the app built in. Yeah, that too. Yeah, the app's going to be built in. So this is one of those things. And also, if you have a PC, you know, if if somebody's got a decent gaming laptop or something like that, there's a lot of these games that will play on older machines. So Well, um, they got it so you could stream it on an iPhone. I, yeah, that's the other thing is I have a hundred percent and your Android. Um, yep. I absolutely have played um, RPGs on my phone, and there's and I have a backbone like controller thing. Um, well, actually, I got the Razer Kishi, but literally, it's a little thing that you just plug your comp- you, like it wraps around your phone and it turns it into a controller. Um, it's amazing on the plane. Etc. Um, makes your phone look like a switch. It makes your phone. It basically turns your phone into a switch. So, um, yeah, this That's is the big cool. news this week that for families. Obviously, a bunch of other news. God of War stuff. At Assassin's Creed stuff coming out the wazoo on Saturday. Obviously, that's not super relevant to our audience, but this is a big deal uh, because we like helping people save money. Uh, and really, this isn't saving money because you're spending more money. Right, because you got to buy the subscription, but this is a great value, um, especially for folks that are ju- you know you got kids that are looking for their first game console. You're not sure what to do. There's something to be mm-hmm. said about grabbing this Xbox thing. And um, I did some research earlier about like are there family friendly offerings on Xbox Game Pass, and there absolutely are at all ages. The Paw Patrol games are on there. The Peppa Pig oh, nice. game is on there. Lego and games on there. The light, there's some light, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff on there that is uh, not to mention Forza and all the sports games like Madden and FIFA and NHL, um, and plenty of indies also. So um, this is not just it's not all Halo and you know violent stuff. There's some family friendly stuff. And on the there. Uh, the rare collection. Yeah, yeah. There's all sorts. I mean, that alone. One yeah. of the pieces of content that is coming by the end of the month, if not on October 1st, is like a top 10 to top 15 games on Xbox Game Pass that are rated uh, E10 plus or E. 
um, because it's very clear that there is a uh, an audience for that, and that'll be relevant considering the Game Pass stuff. Um, so let's talk about the release calendar. Something we used to do on the EFG show. The EFG show, sadly, um, is no more. But we're just gonna do it here. So video game release calendar. We got Ooblets was on September first, so that's that one point of release already happened. Lego Brawls, which is a Smash Brothers style simple brawler fighting game, is coming to everything, and that happened on September second. Uh, Bio Mutant, which is a T-rated action adventure game where you make like a weird anthropomorphic critter and like an anti in a, uh, a post-apocalyptic world, uh, that was September sixth. And then Temtem is also September sixth. Uh, we talked about Temtem already, and then Splatoon is on the 9th, which is Friday. Um, those are the family-friendly video game releases. We do have some board game releases uh, th- this month that are worth talking about. Linda, I know you've heard of some of these. Um, mm-hmm. So we have uh, the Great American Mail Race, which is actually a board game sponsored by the U.S. Postal Service. It looks really interesting. Yeah, I've so, been seeing that one around. <laughs> This is one of those ones that all the all the content creators have been talking about this one. And I think some of that is mm-hmm. obviously a marketing push from the company making it, but also because it's so interesting because it is literally um, a race to deliver the mail, um, which I, I, I love. Um, we, we love Game Right here at Engage Family Gaming and Teeter Tower, mm-hmm. which is kind of like reverse Jenga. You're like building a tower with dice and cards um, is out this month. Um, Acropolis, which is a tile-laying game where you're laying down hexes and kind of stacking them on top of each other to try and build a Greek city. Uh, that looks amazing. Uh, Star that was Wars, on my most anticipated one. That was. That was one of my... That was. That was. And, <laughs> Gotta pull that uh, ev- one out. Everyone that I have talked to or, t- you know, on you know Facebook or whatever that's in the board mm-hmm. game space, nonstop positive reviews of Acropolis. That's another one that we're hoping to uh, get our hands on by the end of the year. Uh, Star Wars Villainous mm-hmm. is, uh, we, all, we all know and love the Villainous games. <coughs> Excuse me. It's definitely time for uh, Star Wars to get there. After Marvel was there, it makes sense for Star Wars. Um, and, I have, and I have the last one. Hold on, everybody. This is important. I have a visual aid. Ooh, that's exciting. Always fun to see the visual. Yeah, I'm all about the show and tell. Hence, when I bring my games to the to hold up. All right, show, Steve's got show and tell. Let's see. I have show and tell. And the last one is uh, My Little Pony Adventures in Equestria. This is a cooperative deck building game from uh, Renegade Game Studios. This is backwards for everybody on the video, yeah. but. Like, whatever, y'all can see, he's got the ponies on it. This is the main six, um, so it's not based on the new cartoon. This is based on the previous stuff. That license is not going away, even though they're not making new episodes. Um, this is a cooperative deck-building game, where you are essentially like creating teams. This is still in shrink. I haven't opened this yet. This was a recently delivered pre-order. Um, you're building decks. You're playing these characters. You're trying to overcome scenarios use the, the power of friendship, and uh, because I pre-ordered it, I got these really awesome main six meeples. Here we go. Come on. Which Ooh. is meeples of the main six characters, which... Cover your face. I gotta cover my face. Otherwise, my blur effect will not. But you, you know what? I mean, listen, if, you're, if you care about the My Little Pony... Adventures in Equestria, like, if you care about My Little Pony, then you know what these meeples are without me even really showing them to you. Like, I show these shapes, and you're like, oh, I know who that is. Yep. Um, so, uh, this, is, this one is in retail right now. I pre-ordered it quite a while ago. Um, they've already announced an expansion for it. Oh, wow. Um, so, well, they know it's going to be hot, because the My Little Ponies is such a gigantic property. Correct. Yeah, they're not dumb. They've yeah. got the math. Um, so that is the video, the board games that have come to retail so far this month. Linda, where are you at with any of these? Like, is there one of um, these five that you must have, or is it all of them? So I'm looking, I might have Acropolis going into my Amazon cart right now. It's only $30 on Amazon right now. Really? 
Yep. Uh, I'm just making sure. <laughs> I, I I might, while you were showing the My Little Pony, um, yeah, I, I might have pulled that up into Amazon. So that, that may be sooner than later. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. All right. So, same. Same. <laughs> How about hard same? All right. So, uh, I'm a huge fan of, of the, I mean, I already have the My Little Pony one, so, like, I don't need to get that. I really want to play the U.S. Postal Service game. Um, I am, yeah, I need to play the U.S. Postal Service game because I think it's so stupid, you know? Like, you guys know I love dumb <laughs> right. things. Oh, yeah. It's such a, a wild premise, you know? And yeah. to see it brought to life in the board game form. Uh, I'm I'm interested in the Star Wars villainous. The only thing honestly holding me back on that is that villainous is a little heavy for my crew. They yeah. tend to lean towards the lighter weight games. Um, I did get to play the original villainous this summer with some friends, and I really enjoyed it. And so I'm I've already told them like, hey, I've got Marvel villainous. We are going to sit and play this, and they were like, absolutely yes. We just haven't connected to make that happen, but the Star Wars one I think is is like right after Acropolis for me. Yeah, absolutely. My, the thing holding me back is just because I don't know that I, like I'm more attached to Disney villains and Marvel villains than I mm-hmm. am to Star Wars ones. Like I like Star Wars, right? Like I'm on record as being like pro Star Wars, but like I don't, like I don't have. You also favorite. just watched them like five years right. ago with it. See, I feel like I've got a more nostalgia with the Star Wars villains Versus even the Disney villains, like the the Star Wars resonates more with me than the the Disney villains, which I think it seems backwards because I grew up with the Disney villains more, but that's just where it resonates. I, I, I mean, I think you're probably right. I mean, my issue is I just yeah I I, I don't know the the villainous thing. I mean, we got season of the Sea Witch. Star Wars is amazing. It is. I mean, Star Wars is great. I mean, I love. I mean, it's fantastic. <laughs> Star Wars is fantastic. There's no way around it. It's just, I have uh, number one. There, it's only relatively recently that I have begun to truly appreciate bad guys, villains, and heels. Right? Like it's it's a grown up me that has started to like really appreciate them. So like I missed out on being like, wow, Darth Vader is awesome when I was a kid or whatever. Right? Also, I missed out on Star Wars fandom entirely. So. And oh, season of the sea witch. Star Wars villains have broken her heart more than Disney villains have. Listen, I mean, you've got that right if there. It, if it, if it, if it, if it, listen. Sometimes it do be like that. So it, I, I think this is this is a no brainer that it was coming out right. Like oh, for sure, yeah. Obviously, iconic super iconic villains. My issue is I, I don't know what's in it, but other than Darth Vader and Darth Maul and like the Emperor, like I don't really think I know who else they would put in it. So like I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out when you have it, and you can tell That's me. That's true. Um, <laughs> so, All right, deal. Uh, Marvel villainous. What was that, John? Marvel villainous is on sale for twenty-five on Amazon. Wow, that's a really good price for Marvel villainous. Ooh. It's also regularly on sale at Target. So if you know Target, yeah. they'll do those buy two get one free sales, or they'll do the thing where if you spend a hundred bucks on toys, you get yeah. uh, a gift card. Um, the one thing that you got to remember with Target is that board games are toys. You know, a lot of people don't think of them that way. And truthfully, they're, I mean, they're at Toy Fair. But, like, a lot of people just think of them as board games like a separate thing. Um, but they are part of their toy section. So all their toy deals generally apply to board games. Um, so those are the releases this week. Next time we do, in, in two weeks when we do another podcast, because uh, this is going to be an every other week deal, uh, we're going to talk about some of the Kickstarters that are currently um, because a whole bunch of them went live today. <laughs> like, oh a boy. whole bunch of them. Um, but we all, Linda and I, we're pros. We know. A whole bunch of Kickstarters launch every week. Um, it's true. So, um, here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to take a little break. And then when we come back, we've got two uh, fun segments that we are going to uh, talk about. Um, and I think people will enjoy that with a little bit of trivia, a little bit of other stuff. So, everybody, we'll be back momentarily. All right, everybody, we are back. So, 
Uh, we got a couple of new segments for the back half of the show. And um, we're going to start with a new segment called Do You Feel Old Yet? So, uh, this is... we <laughs> Every other week, right, we see Facebook memes that are like, oh, hey, check out this thing, this song that's turning 22 this year. And then I'm like, I can't believe that song is 22. Um, so we're going we're gonna to talk about some relevant anniversaries, etc., that make us feel old. So, uh, John... You got one for us, and if we're gonna if we're gonna start a new segment, we may as well start it with the guy who started it all. So, John, go go for it. So, if you know this fact, you probably need ibuprofen in the morning. Yep. Um, yep. September thirteenth, nineteen eighty-five, Nintendo released Super Mario Brothers for the Nintendo Entertainment Set System. Technically, this is unconfirmed, but this is the biggest like. Maybe, maybe date that that we have on record. Yeah, the trivia on this is because video games didn't have like global launches back then. Yeah, we don't really know when the release date was, but this is one of the potential confirmed dates. This is one of those. It just got on a truck and just showed up places, and that's when it released. <laughs> um, Linda, um, do you know that was thirty-seven years ago? Yes. Yeah. Does that That's hurt? Crazy. Does a lot. John, does I was so, so I, I was four years old because it was, was two days before my birthday. Yeah, I was in elementary school at that point. <laughs> yeah. Because I was I And I'm pretty sure Amanda wasn't even born. Don't think Amanda was born, no. Um I was four. I was four when that <laughs> I, came out because yeah. I'm November of 80, so that would have been just prior to my fifth yeah. birthday. Wow. Which, what's really interesting about that is um, I remember playing Super Mario Brothers as, like, one of my formative video game <clears throat> memories, but it's, like, it was our, it was, like, years after it came out, and, mm -hmm. you yeah. know, and it's just, it's so interesting. Mega Mom in the chat saying she was four. Well, Mega Mom, that's because you and I are, like, basically the same age. We've been over. We've we've You're we've encountered this fun fact a number of times. Um, Linda, you've got so you, one thing we know you know and have always known. Is <laughs> you know movies. It's true. So I do know us, movies a little bit more. So tell us about some movies that make you feel that make us feel old. Oh, so hard to believe. Twenty five years ago, Titanic came out. My heart will go on. But it was 25 years ago our when that on, yeah, our, our heart went, went on 25 years ago when it just was. I mean, people lost their minds for that movie. And it's funny looking back at it now. But I mean, people go. I, I saw it twice personally in the theater and I never went to see movies in the theater more than once. And I went twice to see that one. And, you know, some people were seeing it five, six, seven times. It was just insanely popular. I know but, some of my friends from high school went to go see that movie like every weekend. Right. For a few it was months. an obsession. Yeah. Yeah. I think I saw it three times in the theater. Interesting fa fun fact. I have never seen that movie in its entirety. Wow. Um, it is a long movie, but. Not because I like care or like think it's bad. I'm, it's a, I'm sure it's a masterpiece, whatever. Um, I just don't like being sad and like right. it's a movie about a tragedy so like i don't know that's fair. This is not my jam um but i did work at the discovery channel store in the mall after titanic fever took over the world because of the titanic mm. movie and let me tell you i sold so much titanic merch oh i believe it you would not believe the number of books that came out, like just about the movie and all of that, like oh, yeah. the the oh, Titanic. It's still media going on today. Thing. Like, um, I work for Lego, and I was working customer mm -hmm. service last November when we released the Titanic set, and that thing sells out in under an hour every single time it comes back into stock. Yeah. Oh, it's a Titanic. And is it's something, a six hundred dollars yeah, set or something like that. Oh my yeah. goodness. No, but Titanic, Huge. it just strikes people a, a certain way. 
whether it's the fictional representation from the movie, there's just so much out there even before the movie. I remember in the bookstore I worked in, we had a section of history books on Titanic and like we always had them in stock because it was a, a such an interesting concept and the the tragedy just was so you know intriguing to everybody because of the yeah. scope of it and yeah. what it triggered so yeah no it's it's and it's weird 25 years since that blew yeah. up the movie theater um i speaking of blowing things up the, oh dear. the weirdest <laughs> piece of merch that we had at the discovery channel store was the titanic bath toy that had an inflatable iceberg. Oh my goodness! Now I just want to be real. That feels That's amazing. Little, that feels a little out of taste. We also had a Titanic board game where you were trying to get people out of like whatever. And at the okay. time, I thought that was a little in bad taste. It was a little weird. But now that I have moved okay. into the board game space, and like I have definitely played some games that have been in bad taste, or seen some games <laughs> that were similarly in bad taste. So like. The Titanic board game isn't even like <laughs> it doesn't register the it's same. Not even up there where I'm like, yeah, yeah. Puerto Rico or Puerto Rico was a thing. So um, yeah. Anyway, so uh, and uh, Mega Mom throwing out some other uh, some other facts. Jurassic Park is 30 years old. That's that just, just I can't I can't mind blowing. What else you got, Linda? So uh, Disney's Hercules animated movie also came out that uh, in uh, 1997. So these there's three movies. So we had Titanic, Disney's Hercules, which I feel like that was when Disney was starting to shift and like the feel of the Disney movies were really starting to to just have a different different character to them. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. The the companions were very edgy. You had Danny mm. DeVito in this. You had, uh, what's his name, John, um, uh, the guy from Roseanne and Big Lebowski. Uh, oh, um, oh my goodness, I can picture him. I can't, I am so bad with names. I John Goodman. John Good- yeah, John yes. Goodman in uh, Emperor's New Groove. You had, like, these character comedians that were, like, right. a you little bit more, more crash that, yeah. that made the whole movie full right. time. made a big difference. Speaking of A-list yeah. actors... The other movie that came out that was really just, I feel like it shifted things in the movie industry, Men in Black. Yeah. And that was just, I don't, it was like, it's so interesting how they took, um, I'll never forget seeing when they pull up on the screen, the the people that are, you know, famous people that were supposedly aliens and just hysterically laughing at, at these famous people that they had cameos in that scene you know they just made it so pertinent to the popular um some popular celebrities of the day can i say that finding out that men in black is 25 years old is it's it's just a slap in the face it's insane yeah (laughs) yeah is it too uh, soon for that can i make that yeah i feel like i I think i can i'm gonna give myself permission do you get it do you if you didn't get it (laughs) Yeah. Um, so uh, it's it's so wild how yeah. So there we go. That's that's four movies. Three of ours. Megamon provided a fourth that make us feel old. I will say Hercules is one of my favorite Disney movies of all time, and Megara is my favorite Disney princess of all time. Um, <laughs> so uh, even though she's not technically a princess, but like, what are you gonna do? Um, she's a Disney princess for. You know, all intents for, and purposes. For, for marketing purposes. She married in, so she's I mean, good. She, she's, she's, she, I mean, she lives in Mount Olympus, right? So, yeah. um, so that's it. We did it. Welcome to one more episode of the Engage Family Gaming Podcast. I mean, I want to thank everybody that was in the chat, uh, Season of the Sea Witch, and Mega Mom, Mega Mom, as always, being not only our biggest fan, um, but also our uh, IT tech support, um, <laughs> huge help there. Um, He's the uh, assistant sound engineer. Yes, assistant sound go. engineer, assistant sound engineer. <laughs> Mom, we should be, um, so uh, we'll give her like a badge or something in the Discord channel. So um, we I'll cricket you a shirt if you want one. Yeah, we'll figure. Oh wow, <laughs> we, we do know you love. We do, we do know you love arts party. and crafts. <laughs> So, uh, everybody, thanks for listening to the show. You can find us. Uh, the The biggest thing you should do is make sure that you join the Engage Family Gaming Facebook page. And 
Um, also, uh, there have been some links to the Discord in the Discord chat. Make sure you go in there. We post in there intermittently. However, the intention is for that to grow. So just kind of hop on in there, and you'll see some interesting information over time. Um, you can find Engage Family Gaming on Twitter at, at @efgaming, um, and I will put all of our uh, Twitter handles into the chat, um, so you can find us on Twitter. Uh, we stream this podcast live on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Believe it or not, for uh, because restream is magical. Um, if you ever want to catch an older episode, or if you want to see an episode that you missed, um, these are also posted on YouTube, uh, and the audio podcast will be going live. Um, John and I are going to talk about when it's going to go live, but sometime later this week or early next week, um, it will be going up. We're going to figure all that out. Um, you are always welcome to DM us questions or ask them in the Facebook group. Um, and yeah, the other thing, and this is just a casual reminder, everybody, uh, don't forget, get your family game on. We'll see everybody in, well, next week I'm going to be here streaming a video game. Very specific, very likely I'm going to be streaming Disney Dreamlight Grove or something. What's it called? Hold on, let me look. Dreamlight Valley, which is yeah. Animal Crossing with Disney characters. That's the tweet. I'll be doing that next week, starting at eight from uh, probably seven thirty to nine. We'll get some the, some scheduling notes up there. So everybody, hope you have a great week. We will see you soon. And until next time, you know, like I said, don't forget get your family game on. See y'all soon. Bye, everybody. Hi. For the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast is Android Sock Up by Kevin McLeod, an audio production by Six Pack Nerds Productions.